0: Hello, hi, and welcome to another episode of The Emma Gunn Show and a midweek installment of Bullet Points. And in this episode, I am full of rage. Again.
1: Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theatres, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in 6 months of Paramount Plus Essential plan on us. Mintmobile.com/switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month, unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month, face lower speeds, videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 53124 get 6 months of Paramount Plus Essential plan auto-renews after 6 months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply. If rated PG. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat
0: Okay so I said I'm full of rage and much like my rant about girl dinner a few weeks ago which I subsequently went on to admit I was wrong about or at least it wasn't for me so it was pointless me being angry about it. I am willing to accept that I could be very wrong about this too. You can't be very wrong you're either wrong or you're right but I'm willing to accept that I'm wrong about what has irked me this week too because much like girl dinner what I'm cross about Isn't actually for me. It's not written for me. It's not designed for me. It's not meant for me. But I have seen it and I cannot let it pass me by, dear listeners. And this is a bit of a tangent. This is a bit of a curveball rage incident. But bear with me because I actually do think it's legitimate to be cross, not just for me, (laughs) but for all women and men too. But anyway, before we go any further, yes, this is my own fault. I didn't have an active social life when I was a teenager. So even age 45, one of my favourite genres is sort of teen, young adult romance. Something high school based makes me quite happy. so why I can revisit Buffy and my so-called life with great ease. Because my, t- my teen years were not spent out at parties, bumming fags off people. I stayed at home and watched Blind Date and other Saturday night programming with my family. Anyone who grew up with ITV in the 1980s and 90s will hopefully relate and didn't go out that much. But I think it was during lockdown that I discovered a series of films called called After. Each film begins with the word after. So after we met, after we collided, after something else, after, after ever after. Anyway, it just some of them make no sense. I mean, none of it makes sense, to be honest. But these are adaptations of the young adult books, the YA books by an author called Anna Todd, and they center around the romantic relationship of Tessa and wait for it. Harden. Harden. H A R D I N. Um, know I, I should have looked away. I should have looked away, but I simply couldn't because the first film is set at university. So lovely, innocent, hardworking, and loyal Tessa, who's very put together, but just just lovely. Just one of those people, just a reliable, lovely. Calm, sweet, hard-working female heads to university only to be captivated by the dark-brooding, complicated, teen-alcoholic pardon they are drawn to each other fascinated by each other's complexities and in that horribly unhelpful trope of dark breeding bad boy can only be tamed by the one sweet innocent woman they begin a tumultuous relationship that's basically truth be told a lot of sex him then huff- huffing off about something her dropping everything to calm him down him going okay then them having more sex and him loving her so much that he has to huff off and disappear about something for days and her loving him so much and pining for him until he comes back so she cuts herself off from everyone she has ever known it's just so toxic and awful it's horribly horribly codependent and not at all the kind of relationship dynamic i think that should be modeled anywhere for young women or men for that fact anyway over the course over the course of the five films my god there are five films that's 10 hours people but i've done it so you don't have to over the course of the five films they move in together, they temporarily put Tessa's alcoholic father up before he dies inexplicably, they fall out with her mother who at one point is played by Salma Blair and another point Oscar winner Mira Sorvino, they walk in on Harden's mother having sex with a friend of the family the night before her wedding to somebody else and then Harden discovers that that's actually his dad and not the abusive father that left years earlier who she told him was his dad, I mean it's all just, it's so complicated and none of it is tied up in a neat little bow, at least it isn't in the films, I haven't read the book, so I don't don't know if it's far better orchestrated and laid out in the books but in and amongst all of this it's just tessa and harden every time they have a bit of a row it sort of ends with a very steamy look at each other and then they just have sex it's just sex everywhere and then there are are entirely pointless characters circumstances and scenes that just sort of happen and you're like wait where's that going including one where tessa has a complicated doctor's appointment where she's told that there's uh, that we have concerns about your cervix and it's never referenced again. So it just is the most bonkers inexplicable random expedition and series of stories that you've ever seen and yet somehow I couldn't look away and making it all the more ridiculous. Obviously this was <laughs> this was produced filmed and uh, produced during Covid. And so I'm guessing that uh, production was either shut down or at least limited. And so halfway through, or I think between films two and three, half of the cast inexplicably changes, just changes completely. So uh, uh, one, at the beginning of the family friend who turns out to be the dad is played by a guy who used to be in, oh, what's it called? Um, Murder with Viola Davis, that one, How to Get Away with Murder, by Frank He's played by Frank from How to Get Away with Murder in the first two films. And then inexplicably in the third film, it's Bill from True Blood. And you just think, oh, Bill you can, you should be doing better. But anyway, and it's just the most random, random thing. And so it's, it it actually kind of made it really hilarious. If you're already struggling with the plot, then it just became intensely confusing. And I just have to say, this is no shade to the actors. In fact, the actress who plays Tessa, I think she's an Australian actress called Josephine Langford. And she's actually just like one of the most captivating faces on screen. She's utterly beautiful. And Dylan Sprouse, turns up for one movie and several cameos in another and just gives a brilliantly camp, just sort of acts everyone else just off the scene, just choose the scenery and all of them. Anyway, it just it was was entertaining but also absolutely enraging at the same time. So I think I'm doing a really excellent job of either making you never go near it again or being so curious that you're now going to watch 10 hours of this stuff. But I have just watched the final instalment and after a lengthy WhatsApp to Lindsay Kelk, who will become relevant later, I just I just thought, right, I've got to sit down and write bullet points and I wish I could share something useful, but I just got to get this off my chest because it made absolutely no sense whatsoever. The conclusion of the love story, the fifth film, because, and think Twilight, because a lot of this, it could be Fifty Shades of Grey, it's a very derivative, it's reductive, it's fan fiction. But the two characters we've watched for these 10 hours or eight at this point, through our fingers at times, I'm not going to lie, some of it was very difficult to watch, they are not on screen for the first 90 minutes. No, that's probably 60 to 70 minutes of this final instalment of the film. Because Harden, because they've broken up, but Harden has had to go to Lisbon to apologise to a former lover because he filmed them having sex with... Well, no, he did have her consent, but he didn't have the consent to then send it to a load of people. Huge red flag, by the way. Why we're then very happy about this person somehow getting together with this other person that we've spent so much time with. So her life was ruined... As a result, she had to relocate to Lisbon and start her life over again. And he has to go and apologize and make amends. And you're just thinking, you are a dirtbag. You are terrible. You deserve nothing good. You certainly don't deserve the love of of sweet, lovely, pure Tessa. Anyway, we've watched all of this unfold. And then he has to go back to his stepbrother's wedding and his stepbrother happens to be best friends with Tessa so they're going to see each other again they haven't seen each other for two years they've been broken up they see each other at the wedding they have sex immediately after the best man's speech and then he proposes and that's it they're together and then that's the end of the film basically and I just really feel that we deserve better we all really really deserve better than this and understandably i am a 45 year old woman who should be watching true crime documentaries or keeping up with current affairs i mean it's a tory party conference at the moment if that that's not enough to hold your attention uh, here in the uk at least but this kind of slop surely isn't appropriate for any female to consume 45 or not especially not young impressionable ones who might somehow think that a partner who treats you terribly has an addiction issue that they seem to not want to make any progress with disappears in huffs and puffs does things against your just it the idea that we could be selling this as actually no this is a really good love match this is what you should be aspiring to it's so horribly toxic and I mean I was thinking about it and I was thinking about Danny Zuko because I grew up with Grease although Grease 2 is obviously the superior film but Grease Danny was a dirtbag He was sweetness and light all summer and then as soon as he's with his T-Birds he doesn't give Sandy the time of day. What a dirtbag and she then has to change herself to get his attention. That's why Grease 2 is a superior movie because Stephanie Zanoni is true to herself and finds her love match and then you've got Johnny Castle from Dirty Dancing who let's face it not the not the not the ideal person for a, a young impressionable woman to be hanging out with but again she was the only one who could calm him down none of those what do they call them house bunnies or whatever none of them could calm him down no matter how many dollars they were shoving in his pocket he needed he needed baby so it's we've been fed this for a long time and i think it's about time it stopped i really do and i think i'm so livid about this because and this is where lindsay Kelk comes in Lindsay Kelp might be my very good friend and she might be a very good friend of this podcast but she is also a hugely successful best-selling author and her books are actually intelligent and layered and meaningful and beautifully written with incredible character development with feminist messaging with real love stories not just between men and women not just between but between friends and yet They haven't been made into films or TV shows, which would be far more enriching and empowering for anyone watching them, sad 45-year-old woman who is trying to sort of live her teen years over again, Um, or or impressionable younger person. I just don't know why we aren't serving something with a little bit more meaning and a little bit more um, depth and value to people. All of this is to say, why are we feeding this kind of dangerous relationship dynamic to young women? And where do I go to pick at Netflix or Amazon to buy the rights to everything Lindsay has ever written? Because I will make a sign and I will stand outside that building. I will take enough sandwiches to last me weeks. So, I mean, if anyone knows, please do let me know because I, I'm prepared to put that time in. As long as I as long as someone can bring me a battery every now and again so that they can recharge my phone, so I can continue to work and do podcasts live from the picket line, then I think we should be all good. (laughs) I honestly wish I could have brought you something about personal development this week, about self-improvement, about something really insightful and wonderful that I've learned this week, which is what I try to do in these episodes, something relevant. But I'm I'm, I'm, I'm just a bit fatigued at the moment. And this just really got under my skin. And I wanted, as I always do with these episodes, I wanted to ask you about it. Because have you noticed that we seem to continue to have not learned the lesson about modelling helpful, empowering relationships to women, especially in the media that they are um, fed via Netflix, via streaming services, even via books. And I do believe that it's not healthy. Because as much as I was entertained because I'm slightly removed from it, I did get to the end of that last film and I thought, God, if I was 20... 25 i don't know i don't know what it's like to be a 20 year old in 2023 but i just thought god how how awful if i thought this was what i should be working towards how terrible if that's if that's what someone's going to think is not normal but what they should be what they should accept that kind of dynamic, so it worried me, and I know that you're all very intelligent listeners, and I know that you all have your thoughts and feelings about this. So I wanted to ask you what you thought about it, and I apologise that I do not have a meaty, insightful episode this week. <laughs> it really is just an unhelpful rant, but um, I really, even if you do go and watch them, because they are so so watchable, and it is funny when the cast just completely changes, and they don't even try. <laughs> they don't even try. To, um, for them to sort of look in any way similar, it's just—it's just you go from Frank from How to Get Away with Murder to Bill from True Blood. And they're both very, very good looking men, but they are not of a similar age and they don't look in any way the same. I suppose they've both got darkish hair. But that is that is quite literally it. And so it's so random. And then there's a girl from the, the Vampire Diaries, whose name I've forgotten, but who I interviewed years ago and she was absolutely lovely. I think she's called Caroline. She's blonde. She was in the first two movies and then it changes to another actress who's incredibly beautiful. But again, they don't really look that similar. So it's just it's just funny. And so... I suppose what I'm saying is, I do think we should be questioning this and interrogating this and wondering whether this is the right thing to put out into the world, especially to young impressionable people. But also, if you are looking for distraction and a laugh, actually, this might be quite the thing. Because, like I said, acting, this is not me sneering at the actors because actually I think they did a wonderful job with the material. This is just me sneering at the, um, the way, maybe the way that it's been adapted because I just can't believe that there'd be this many plot holes Um, And also I just don't really like that kind of dynamic being sold. So, um, But watch it. See what you think. Watch the first one and see if you can stomach it. I'll be really interested to know. And yes, as I said, let's try and get Lindsay's books made into films and TV shows because I think that's the answer. That's what I keep coming back to because I know that if the I Heart series was made into a series of films or if any of Lindsay's standalone books like Love Me Do or The Christmas Wish were made into films or tv shows i think they would be absolutely incredible and they're good nourishment it's like they say your your diet isn't just what you eat it's what you read it's what you watch and um i think Lindsay's books are nutritionally sound so who's behind me who's going to join me on that picket line let's make it happen um I feel like I should apologise for a rant, but I also, I'm glad I got it off my chest. I feel a lot lighter for having shared this. So let me know what you think. DM me, email me at thebeautypodcast at gmail.com. DM me on Instagram and Twitter, where I'm at Emma Guns. What else can you do? How else can you get in touch with me? No, that's it. uh, Facebook group, the Facebook group. Get in touch on the Facebook group, join the Facebook group, rant. Why not even if you, you've not seen the after films, just rant about something that you may be seen that you think is a really unhelpful messaging that somehow seems to just sort of go unchecked. Let's just talk about the stuff that we, we wish wasn't out there so that we can know to correct it. Maybe. I don't know um let's see let's see what we come up with in the facebook group i'll start a thread and you can join in all of the links and how to contact me will be in the show notes um but thank you for indulging this rant i feel much better for it i'm going to go make a cup of tea put my feet up and possibly watch the final installment of after again because now that i've got myself all riled up i feel like i need to to make sure i am justified in being this angry (laughs) um thank you so much for listening i will see you on the next one